Are you not having the success you want with your direct bookings? Perhaps you are tired of feeling like you are out of your depth and wish there was an easier way. Well, I've got an exclusive free training coming up that just might help. Join me on April 4th when I will share the top three mistakes that I consistently see vacation and short-term rental property managers make in their desire for direct bookings that could be costing you major profits. I will also be sharing my top tips in building your own direct booking sales engine that will bring in those direct bookings while you sleep. Come and join in the fun. Head to my website, directbookingsuccess.com, and click on the free training button to join me on April 4th, because you deserve your own direct booking success. You are listening to the Direct Booking Success Podcast, bringing you all the information you need for your short-term rental to stand out from the crowd. I'm your host, Jen Boyles. As an owner and manager myself, I know how hard it can be to navigate the hospitality industry. I'm here to help, so you too can have direct booking success. Welcome to another episode of the Direct Booking Success Podcast. I am here with Sustanica's founder, Vanessa D'Souzelage, and I am so excited to bring you this conversation. So welcome, Vanessa. Lovely to see you today. Uh, good to see you, Jen. Thanks for having me. Lovely uh, to be here. Thank you. It's my <laughs> pleasure. I find you so inspiring and your story so exciting that I knew I had to bring it to the podcast to let everyone know. Let's start with a little bit of an introduction in case people don't know who you are. Okay. So I'm, I've been in the vacation rental industry for nearly 20 years. Doesn't make me any younger. <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur, vacation rental tech entrepreneur. I started off with an OTA back in the days, 2006, and was before Airbnb, before Booking.com was doing holiday rentals. And, and we had at one point 8,000 online bookable property. So wow. at the time it was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and that did very well. It did very well for quite a few years until obviously Airbnb came along with their millions and Booking.com decided to get into holiday rentals. And, and so we couldn't compete as a, as a medium-sized agency we were. And, and so then moved on to well, how do you survive in this very crowded market? Well, we decided that the best way would be to advertise our properties on the big boys that had the money, Airbnb and Booking.com and the likes. And, and so came the idea of the distribution platform. And this is how Rentals United was born, initially just for us, in order mm-hmm. to continue making our commission, but the marketing money would be spent by, by, by the big OTAs. And, and that was so successful for us that we decided to open it up to other property managers, other agencies. And this is how Rentals United was eventually created as a channel manager in the mm-hmm. vacation rental industry. So I co-founded that and I was a CMO for about seven years and I left in 2021, late 21, and decided, well, what's my, what's my, next, what's my next move? And it took a, a, a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Of putting Sustonica together, right. uh, I'm very, I'm, yeah, I'm very pleased to say that it's the first of its kind. It's the first sustainability badge for 
for vacation rentals. Yes. And I can't wait to get into that. Before we do, though, <laughs> I want to go back those 20 years ago. And what, 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 how, how did you start an OTA? Like, where did that idea come from? And where were you in life that this seemed like a good idea at the time? Right. So I, my very first business after, so I worked for Mercedes-Benz out of university and decided that corporate wasn't for me. And so I set up my own web agency because I was trained at university to make websites. And so I set up my first web agency and took it to Rome. (laughs) So I moved to Rome and and do make websites for people. This is the very early days of the internet. And there's very, you know, businesses were asking me, so why do I need a website? (laughs) And and, and then one of my clients uh, was doing apartment rentals in Rome. Okay. And, and so this is how I realized, wow, this is uh, quite an amazing business, the amount of money that went through that company. And I thought, well, they're doing it just locally, just in Rome. I thought well, maybe I could do this, you know, worldwide. And, and this is how it started. And since I had, you know, web skills, I was able to build the website and called up property managers all over the world and they decided to work with us and what happened. Wow. So you actually, you, you know, not just a tech, you know, entrepreneur, but you're like hands-on doing the actual tech from the yeah. beginning. Yeah. It was just the two of us, my ex-husband and me <laughs> yeah. in a 25 square meter apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can get and why there's an ex in that conversation. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it worked. It worked. I mean, we had, when we started the agency, we had a thousand euros budget and, you know, it was a make or break situation. Like, yeah. Okay. You know, we, we try this on or, or we pack our bags, go back to London, find a job, you know, mm-hmm. and that's it. And so the thousand euros, we invested them in, in Google because at the time, you know, it wasn't so competitive and we were in business in the first week and making money in the first week. So, but this is the good old days of I mean, that, that doesn't exist anymore. No. It's so highly competitive. It's so hard. Yeah. Yes, yes, I know. And you do wonder if, you know, the likes of Airbnb, Booking.com, I wonder if they'd come across you in some fashion that this sparked an idea with them. I know that a few, because we were, we, we were the first agency to actually put the photo of the owner or the property manager on the listing. And, and give a bio of the property owner or, or manager in order to gain trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that other rental agencies then copied that. Whether Airbnb yeah, copied it from us, I don't know. But yes, it was the, it was the, we were the first to kind of say, you know, the owner is at the center yeah. of, of the deal, yeah. you know, and, and you, in order to gain trust with who you're going to stay with, we need to be very transparent as to who's hosting you. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Great. No, we didn't. It, it was good old, good old years. <laughs> yeah. No, it sounds like it would be really, it would have been really exciting, especially to be, you were at the cutting edge, weren't you? Yes. Yes. It was exciting. And there was not very many of us, you know, medium sized agencies. So yeah. 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 Oh, long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then you went into Rentals United, which sounds like such a great way. You obviously are very, talented and very clever to be able to have taken what you've done, you realize it would be an uphill battle against the likes of Airbnb and booking.com. But you think, how can I use what I've created 
and turn it into something new, which is where the channel manager of Rentals United came out of it. Yeah, that's right. It was all about distribution because back in the days, you know, everything was manual. Most of our clients were working with Excel sheets. They would, you know, manually, they would have teams of people manually blocking calendars, manually updating pricing. So it was a real, you know, like, it was a real innovation to say, no, you don't, you don't need to do this manually. We can actually uh, do it automatically. And, and I remember explaining to people back in 2015, yeah, it's not that long ago, what is channel management and what are the benefits? Yes. Uh, if you think about that today, it's crazy. You know, everyone has a, I think and last, in 2019, it was one in two property managers had a channel manager. And I expect this number has gone up massively since. Mm-hmm. So it was the early days of tech software for for, for VR. And uh, yeah, and I think we, we made quite a name for ourselves. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I had someone, you know, you say one and two in, in 2019. I had someone yesterday actually ask me, they were adding another channel or two to their distribution. And she said, how do I sync them? And I said, well, okay. what PMS are you using? She says, I'm not. Exactly. And I said, well, okay. it's time to get professional with it. You know? Yeah. How many properties does she have? I think two. Yeah. Okay. 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 So still, yeah, you know, I mean, that, it would save so much time. Yeah. I said, I mean, if you want your distribution to be, you know, widespread and, and this is a, a good idea because it's very risky to be on just one or two channels. As we know, they change their algorithms, you know, they decide how many stories that we hear or OTA is throwing out <laughs> a yeah. listing for one reason or another, you know, and if your whole business depends on this, it's very, very risky. So spread out the risk, you know, and this is where technology comes, comes, comes in handy for sure. So let's move on to Sustanica. So where did this idea come from? So I, I went to boarding school <laughs> and in, in Germany, in fact, and we were taught from very early, very early what it means to to be environmentally friendly. And we were asked to think about, you know, our waste. We were asked to think about lighting and community, etc. So I I was lucky enough to have this education and I didn't pull my pants <laughs> what it means to recycle. <laughs> and, uh, and and most of my friends are all the all along the way all these years. And, and so I've always had, I always had that in mind that sustainable living is, is normal for me as such. And, and then I became a vegan for environmental reasons. And I've made very many choices throughout my life because of, because of the respect I have for, for the planet. And so how do, after I left Rentals United, I thought, well, how, maybe there's a way to combine this with the great connections I have in the vocational to industry. And to make maybe the, you know, our industry more sustainable. So in this year, I looked at making ESG goals for property managers. And, and I thought, and then I thought, no, this is going to scare them. <laughs> because so it, when you explain ESG for those listening. So ESG goals are environmental social governance, governance goals for your business. And usually up until, you know, the last two years, this were, these, these goals were set together by very large corporations where they look at, you know, how they produce, how they get 
their the whole chain of people that around them that bring them a business, how do they run their business? And so you set sustainability goals in lots of different aspects of your business. And this is not just about the environment, it's also about diversity and the community, et cetera. Sustainability is a very, very wide topic and a very complicated topic. As I said, it took me an hour to make sense of it. And so because it's so complicated, especially in G goals and long, you know, you set goals for a year, maybe two years. I thought, you know, I'm, it's going to be very hard for me to convince people to get into that. They, people want quick goals, quick, 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 quick wins. wins. Yes. And quick wins. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And tangible goals. Mm-hmm. And so, and so I thought, you know, we need to simplify it. We need to simplify it. And I, and then I realized where do we have the most impact? And that is in, in the home. So we get, we get about 415 million tourists going through our 10 million homes globally. And, and here is where we have a power to make sure that these tourists consume less and as well as influence them to make changes to their own homes on their return. And then light bulb moment. <laughs> this is what I need to encourage people to do. I need to make sure that their homes are, are mindful of the environment, respectful of the community and, and offer them a reward for it. And this mm-hmm. is not the idea of the bad, the badge game. And so, so that's what we are. We're, we're aware of rewarding if you follow very simple criteria that we put together, but that have a massive impact in terms of energy consumption, in terms of waste generation, in terms of water conservation, mm-hmm. and in terms of the community. Yes, because I was looking, you've got a test on your website, and I I did it the other day. And I knew there would be, you know, energy conservation, minimizing waste, water conservation. But I was actually surprised about the community impact. And I mm-hmm. thought, what a great, because of course that is part of being sustainable, but also yeah. it's reaching a different type of guest somebody who wants to, you know, not just come into the local area, but like immerse themselves in the local area and living there. Can you give us a little bit more about the community impact part? Yes. Yes. So it's part of our criteria because a community impact is obviously part of sustainability. And we have this wonderful opportunity as vacation rentals. And I think Airbnb really helped push that aspect of vacation rentals forward, which is Imagine, as you say, in the, the local experience, mm-hmm. you know, living like a local. Airbnb came up with this. And, and this was very clever and positioned us already as being, you know, a sustain. We're, we're way more sustainable than, than hotels, you know, not just because of the energy consumption, the waste generation, but also because we, you know, we disperse tourism and we allow smaller communities remote communities to thrive from the tourism that we bring. So, so I thought, you know, our criteria needed to, to emphasize this. And so you get percentage points when you recommend local heritage sites so that these local heritage sites may survive in the long run, you know, bring people to it, show, show the, what the wonderful sites you have in the area. So we make sure we continue to protect them. Things like, this is the one that I love, is bringing local artists 
in your inside of home, having painting sculptures and making sure that you say who this who who is this painting by and where can you purchase it from. And so we encourage you know to support local local arts. Then what else do we have in that criteria? Vegan restaurants, obviously, you know, being vegetarian and vegan is is very much helping the environment. Part of of the devastation that we have is because we eat so much meat. So, you know, encourage people to try local vegan restaurants. Mm-hmm. Encourage people to try to local, local vegetarian restaurants, etc. Thank you for about eight points in there. Yeah, no. I love it because, you know, in the marketing side of things, we're marketing for direct bookings. You know, the how we can stand out is by becoming that local expert and being that go-to person, you know, to, knows because who is going to know better than you, your local area? right? You live there, you work there. It's, you know, that. So I love like the idea of bringing artists in, you know, we've talked about it. I know the direct booking success summit as a way to showcase your local area, but I had never thought of it from the side of being more sustainable. Yes. Yes. But it is, it is part of it. Yeah. Supporting your local community is definitely part of sustainability. Yeah. And I know you mentioned you mentioned hotels. And of course, yeah. I've always sort of thought and what you've just said about vacation rental holiday lets being a more sustainable option than staying in a large hotel. Now, I grew so, up in hotels. My father is a retired hotel manager. And I remember those days of you using that towel once, you just throw it on the floor and you walk away. And you come back to your hotel room later on and everything is perfectly done. You know, everything had been changed. All the sheets, all the towels was like pristine again. And then the hotels came into the, you know, conserve water and minimize waste and whatnot. And we're only going to do your sheets, you know, every second day. And if your towels hanging up, we're not going to change it, you know, keep it, you know, encouraging people to keep that. So did you mm-hmm. look at hotels at all with what they've been doing in the year, the last few years? I guess, I don't even know how many years ago that would have been, but... Sorry, I tell you, if you I, I go to hotel conferences and I do speak to hoteliers. And hoteliers, if you say the word sustainability, they're like, <laughs> really? <go> away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why? Because it's very complicated for them. Obviously, they have buildings, they have huge lawns to be watered. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to, they have safety regulations. That means keeping the lights on, etc. So unless they're built, built in the last few years, you know, with environmentally friendly features in mind, it's very hard, very costly for them to make changes to, 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 to the way that they're on the building. Yeah. And so, so it's, it's, tough from what I hear from auditors to, to, to really get hotels on board. And this is exactly what we wanted to avoid in the vacation rental industry. We wanted to make sure that it's not costly. <laughs> it's, it's not, you know, it doesn't cost you tens of thousands of dollars to, to get certified. It, it is easy to understand. You don't need to have a huge team behind you in order to make it work, etc. So the hotel business of sustainability is way, way, way more complicated mm-hmm. than, than than ours. So yeah, the answer to your question. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. 
So how can we, because you were talking about cost and there are things that can be done that don't cost anything. Can you give us some ideas of some of those things where people who are wanting to get started, they know that this is an important issue. What can we do that, you know, Mm -hmm. big wins, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the the biggest win that you can do that doesn't cost anything is to call your energy company mm-hmm. and and say that you want to run on a hundred percent renewable energy. Okay, and that's literally a phone call, and that's it. Doesn't cost more than nothing, and they're obliged to say yes. Okay. So, so on that, if they don't have it, then it's a question of switching, which is a bit more time consuming, but can also be done. So that that's a huge win if you run 100% on renewable energy. And in our criteria, it's 15.72%. And you need 20% to get the badge. So, you know, you're practically there by just doing that. Did you say um, you only need 20%? Did you say you only need yeah. 20%? That's right. So you need 20% in order to get in. And then every year we ask you to increase by at least 1%. So the idea is that you get into a... a, a frame of mind of sustainability we don't make it extremely hard for you to you know to enter it but we do want to see progress uh, mm-hmm. every year and so another quick win will be to change your toilet paper and and the rolls of paper that you give in the kitchen kitchen rolls to recycled paper and that usually costs like less so so that's a very easy thing to do then if you can Look into organic cotton towels, which can also be gotten these days. Cotton is very dreadful. How they, how they farm cottons is uh, dreadful. So if we all could switch. Then uh, your toiletries, this is one that keeps on getting me. You know, so many people offer the small, single plastic mm-hmm. used toiletries and it looks wonderful because it has their brand on it, et cetera. But these mm. things will, be, will stay 100 years in landfills. You know, they don't decompose and it's just deadly for the environment. So change that. It's further than been immediately. Yeah. Invest. <laughs> right. uh, invest, and I'm not talking a huge investment here, into two bottles that you can hang in your shower with a shower gel in it and a shampoo gel in it, and which will also save you money because those little shower gel things they they cost. And then make sure that the shampoo that you put in it and the shower gel that you put in it is free of microplastics. Right. And uh, if, if we all did that, uh, if the whole world would stop using microplastics to shower, then we would probably change the face of our sheets today, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, because they, the they put these microplastics in because they can fill it up cheap. It also makes hair look shiny. Not necessarily yes, clean, really. but it's shiny. Yeah. So mm-hmm. how can we find out what is in a bottle of shampoo or shower gel? Yeah, this is wonderful app. If you want to put it in the notes of the of the of the show. Yeah. I will give you the app name is T is uh, Beat the Microplastics, it's called. And this app so recently as I learned more about microplastics, I went to the supermarket in order to buy from my own household and pool and child gel free of microplastic. And so I went around and I kid you not, I had to go to five different supermarkets. 
Well, I scanned about a hundred products. They're all in my capacity. Yeah. Yeah. And I finally found in Lidl, I love all places, a shampoo and shower gel without, without microplastics. So it's not a super easy job. <laughs> if you go to the supermarket, I think it'd be easier online to buy. Maybe in the UK, you guys are more advanced, but certainly in Spain, it was quite, quite a challenge. Yeah. And so this app, you know, you use it, you scan it and done. And, you know, now that I know about it, you know, the idea that I've been showing my children and, you know, with plastic, it's just like, oh, I'm so against it. <laughs> you know, not just for the health, not just for the environmental benefits, but also the health benefits. Yes, you know? yes. And I think they say we... the fish. Well, that's it. The fish ingest it. <laughs> yes. We're eating the fish. Exactly. You know, yeah. I see my exactly. daughter drinking the bath water, you know, like, goodness, yeah. was, <laughs> she's probably out of plastic already. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there, there's quite something you're talking about. <laughs> oh, she's a riot. Now, I, I can hear people. So we sort of covered the idea that this doesn't have to cost a lot of money to make these changes. No. Okay. No. What about no, solar panels? We don't ask you to install solar panels. You know? Yes. If you have them, great. But we're certainly not the idea. You know? Right. This is not the idea. Simple changes. Simple. Yes. Which you we know, all can do. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So what about, what about um, your like homeowners. So if you're a property manager and you have homeowners, how is there a way that we can sell this idea? It sounds horrible to have to sell sustainability because we should all be interested in it. But in yeah. the in the sector, you know, money talks, right? You know, people want to make a profit. So how yeah, can yeah. we sort of position this that the homeowners are going to want to be on board with it? Right. So it's the question of, aside from the moral obligation, obviously, but it's a question of, of promising on visibility. You know, you would get more visibility. So I have many property managers that tell me that their owners complain because on, on the property management websites, you know, they may rank, you know, the algorithm makes it so that they don't rank properly, et cetera. So this is a way of, of that some of my property managers are have sold it on and said, you know, if we are putting this new filter on and you will be, you know, page one, number one for this new filter, which is sustainable or eco-friendly rental, et cetera. Just for the larger property managers, this is what they've done. And then, you know, it is a hugely growing market. And why? It's not because you've got to think away from ecotourism. It's not that. It's not that we want to send tree houses. And, no, no, no. It's because consumers are way more aware of what's going on with the planet. And we are making changes in our own homes. And so as a result, when we arrive in, and this just happened to me recently, I rented a, a holiday rental in Tel Aviv. And, you know, I wasn't able to recycle. There was only one bin. There was a little shampoo bottle. The none of the lights were led. The, the fridge was so old, it was on all the time, you know, mm. and I felt guilty. I felt literally guilty. And, and this is it. This is removing the guilt from your customers, from your guests. And, and I'll tell you the, 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 the effect of that is the profit, profitability of, of your rental. Because from the five-star review that I wanted to give for this whole experience that I had with the property manager, the booking site, 
the, the customer service was amazing. I was on WhatsApp with them after hours and they were so nice. And their family was just amazing. Probably two of the chief carers were well. And then it went from five stars to, guys, come on. You know, what is this? I, 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 I can't even separate my bottles from my, from my plastic. I mean, please. So it went from five star to one star. And I think this is what we're going to see more and more. So it's a question of visibility or, you know, just getting inside the filters and that are eco-friendly. And it's a question of profitability mm -hmm. without a doubt. And it's what um, more and more guests want, isn't it? Yeah, we have the studies. You know, Booking.com and Expedia have done this wonderful job. You know, they have access. <laughs> and as to this, Booking.com has a study with 33,000 people. So it's sizable, you know, a sizable survey. And, and it says, you know, that 80% plus want to stay in an eco-friendly accommodation this year. And this is one that I love. 60 plus percent say they would feel more comfortable staying in a holiday rental that had a sustainability badge. Yeah. Mm, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, so, you know, we're, we're there. It's not a question of, you know, should we do it? Should we not do it? No, no. It's like, you know, you don't have a choice, really. You don't have a choice if you want to please those guests. I mean, property managers are doing such an incredible job these days. We're so professional. Oh, we're like, you know, how we do the booking or where the sites, the after booking, the emailing, all automated, normal double bookings, you know, mm -hmm. and then that's our thing. The whole thing crashes down on itself because we haven't thought about, you know, simple yeah. things that we all expect today. And I think you know? in that study, did they not say that guests will pay more to stay in a Yeah, just the Expedia property. study. Expedia says that 50% will be willing to pay more. Then, you know, for sure, but, but just we don't even have if the they, stats. Yeah. So even if they physically won't, you know, when the push comes to shove, they actually wouldn't pay more. We're not saying to up your price, but it means that 50% or whatever it was, these people are really passionate about it, yeah. you know, and yeah. when they're on a website and they see you've got a badge and the other property doesn't, which one are they going to exactly. Which one are you going to hit? Exactly. One says sustainable, one says not. Which yeah. one are you going to go for? You know, it, yeah. it goes without saying, really. So, yeah. so it's about time. And I think the OTAs will, you know, just like today, you can't advertise on an OTA if you don't have a license. If you're in a country that needs a license. I think this is what's going to happen with sustainability. You won't be able to advertise unless you have certain measures in place. That means that you are respectful of the environment and the community. So we will be forced, and also legislation, you know, the local governments, they're all looking into how can we do this? How can we minimize waste? How can we minimize the impact of tourism? And um, so the property managers that today, you know, that want to think long term, not the ones who are the quick wins, the ones for a long term, they need to start getting ready today for sure. Yeah. Um, and I'm really happy because I think we came in our process and our criteria came just at the right time because people, I need to be sustainable. I need to do something. What? <laughs> and yeah. so we, we you know, we laid it out very clear. There's a path. You just follow it. Get your badge. Everybody can know that you're doing something. You know, and it was very much needed. We're like just at, just at, just on time. Yeah. Know? Yeah, it is the right time, isn't it? So I'm going to urge everyone listening to go to Sustanica online and to take the test because, you know, if if it's 20% that was needed, 
you know, you'll get there quite quickly, but it will also give you ideas that you may not even have thought about, you know, uh, other ways. And they don't all, I think actually most of the things I saw didn't cost money, just takes a little bit of effort. Exactly. Yeah. And what's a drying rack? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Buy a drying it's a, it's rack. A not, yeah. Exactly. Not a huge, not a huge, not investment, a huge there. investment. So once they've taken the test and they see where their yep. property sits, what is the next step for them? Okay. So you then would sign up with us. You would purchase validation credits from us. So 49 euros, it's 49 euros per property per year. Mm -hmm. So you purchase these credits, you say, I have, you know, I have two properties, no, two, 98 euros. And, and then you submit some documentation or things that we cannot see when you take photos. So for example, your renewable energy contract, mm. your latest invoice, you would upload that. You as a property manager may not have access to that. So you just forward is a very simple forwarding method. You just send to the owner and they can upload it themselves. And, and then you go and do the photo tour. The photo tour takes about 15 minutes on average. And there's a form. And for all the criteria that you have, we ask you to take a photo of it. So that then gets sent, as you finish, gets sent to the auditor, which is an external company. And they verify that the information is correct. And then send us a message then, yes, you can issue the batch. So we're the scheme owner as such, and we have an external auditing company that takes care of it. All of this included in the 49 euros. So we're practically an NGO at this stage. You know, everything goes into operation because, you know, we, we have a mission and a very clear mission and it's just to make a huge impact, not just in the 10 million homes that the vacation rental industry has, but also this wonderful opportunity to influence our guests, you know, mm -hmm. from all around the world. And it so, is worldwide, isn't it? It's a worldwide. It state. is worldwide. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. No yes. We have clients from everywhere. I know that mm. just talking about the types of properties, you're focusing on bricks and mortar right now, aren't you? Your apartments and houses, cottages, yeah. not That's quite. Right. So the glamping, unique boats, that's coming, isn't it? That's coming as we're learning. You know, we're making our processes faster every day. Also, as we're learning about all the different criteria and things that you can do. I mean, this took the criteria that you see today is version 2.1. But within 2.1, there's, you know, hundreds of iterations, feedback from auditors, feedback from university professors, etc. So it's very time consuming and requires a lot of research for us to go into a new segment within mm -hmm. vacation rentals. But we do have a request on all sorts of, of, of different of different types of properties, including houseboats, pretty much every day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> glamping tree houses. Yeah. Uh, right now, right all the hotels. Hotels as well. Room B and Bs today we cannot do it. So we take properties that have as a you know as a as a as a basic we take properties that have a kitchen for one. They, there has to be a kitchen in order to 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 apply. So apartments have to have a kitchen. It can't be a room. And and for villas and and cabins etc. We take home as long as they have a kitchen. 
And there's a different criteria if they have a pool or not. Right. Because that, that's you know, a whole other, is, yeah. Yes, yes. Yes. Pool is, is what it is. We're not going to stop having pools. We're not going to stop having air conditioning. I know we want, I guess, to be comfortable. It's not about making mm. us uncomfortable. It's about continuing to have a very high standard, but taking care of how we yeah. run the standards. But you can also you know? offset it. You know, if you have air conditioning, you're not just say take it out, but you could offset it with other things that you're doing in your property. Yeah. Okay. So uh, air conditioning, what we have in the criteria is obviously you get quite high points if you don't have air conditioning okay. because air conditioning is, 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 you know, it's tough. But we, we obviously understand there are very many areas in the world where guests just wouldn't be comfortable without yeah. air conditioning. Yeah. So, so we, we like to see a fan. We like to see fans included because fans, you know, distribute the air from the air conditioning. And so you may need less uh, mm. air conditioning. Right. That's the idea. It's the same with a drying rack. We ask for a drying rack because you may have a dryer, but, you know, you, then you're not forced to use the dryer. You can use the drying rack. And the same with the aircon. You may use the fan instead, which uses a lot less energy. Yeah. And the weather is different throughout yeah. the year for both of those things. So you don't need to be using the dryer and the air conditioning all year round. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Anyway, yes, yes, yes. So once you mm-hmm. get your badge, then you can go to town and be marketing. You can be telling it, put it plastered all over your website, your listings, you know, your social media, you know, even putting the information inside your house or your cottage saying that's what important. you're doing. Yeah. Yes. That's, I mean, that's, I think half the battle is, is communicating it to guests that come to your, to, to your rental. And interestingly enough, you know, I've had so many people come to me, Vanessa, you know, we offer recycling, but I guess they put everything in one bin. Mm. <laughs> so what do we, what do we do? <laughs> and mm. so, so here's where travel communication and it comes in. So what I've learned from, from this very interesting, of course, that is at the University of Surrey, communication with sustainability, is that marketing to children inside the home. So... And what happens is that it's way more effective to, to message, to, to do your communication around kids' language because children see it more as a game and they're more likely to convince their parents that it's, it's the right thing to do. And then the parents are proud because the children are learning. And so there's this strange environment of, you know, instead of teaching the parents, teach the children. And so we're, we're creating these stickers that we're, we're going to put on our website freely, free to download, that you can place on each of your at least four bins. And that has a message to, to children, a funny message to them to learn or to recycle. And that would encourage them to do it. So let's see if that works. And there's many other ideas of, of things that you can do. We ask also in the criteria to have your sustainability chart inside the home. And that sustainability chart is printed like poster mm-hmm. mm-hmm. or as a stand or, and, uh, and it lists all the things that you so proudly do in the rental. And, and this is very powerful. And as we exhibited that in Spain just last week in, in, in this conference, this was the item that had the most photos. So property managers were crazy about, you know, having a child that really shows, you know, what do we do? So if you don't have that, it's very simple to do, right? With us, obviously you get it after you get your badge, but, but you can also print it out yourself and just yeah. make a nice, 
you know, poster of, of all the things that, that are inside the home that yeah. make it more sustainable. I love that idea of marketing to kids because I know we were talking about my crazy daughter and plastics, microplastics. And I think if I told her that there was plastics in the shampoo, she'd just freak out. She really would be upset. So I think that I will be talking to her and we will be going to the shop to see what we can find that doesn't have it because it is, it's, it's a serious thing. And these microplastics, you know, it's something that I know, you know, you said how annoying you find it and it's in our makeup, it's in everything, you know, and it's finding something that, you know, and the more we stop using them, then maybe that message will get through to the big companies. So I love all of these tips that you've given and just going through your test on the website, it gave me more in you know, a look inside of all the other things we can do that I hadn't even thought about, you know, they don't, they don't cost money. I think this is an amazing initiative. And like you you. said, it's the right time, right time and place. That's right. That's right. We, we have to do something where the world is changing. Yes. We need to change witness. Yes. You know, no choice. No, (laughs) that's it. There is no choice. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Before we go, I want to ask you, what does direct booking success mean to you? So direct booking success means to me that you have communicated your values so well that you attract people with the same value. That would be that would be success to me. That's that's lovely. Yeah, yeah I love I really, really love that answer. <laughs> Okay. Where I'm going to put, you're going to give me the app name and I'll put that in the show notes. I'll put a link to your website in the show notes as well. But where can listeners connect with you? So on the website, very easy. And they can also email me directly. I'm very happy to answer any questions. My email is Vanessa at systonica.com. Easy. Brilliant. So we'll put those, we'll put those links in the show notes and thank you, Vanessa, so much for coming, sharing your story and also telling us how we can be more sustainable. Cheers, Jen. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for giving me a voice. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening to the Direct Booking Success Podcast. For more information about this episode and others, head to the website, directbookingsuccess.com slash podcast. See you next time.